Hi, welcome to an Ask Lynn segment of the Shutterbug Life podcast. And in the Ask Lynn segments, I take um, some time and respond to your questions that you send in my way. And I do it outside of the the weekend podcast because I really want to focus those on on the topic at hand, whatever that might be. So if you send me a question uh, to ask to the Ask Lynn segment, then I can I can tackle that for you on on uh, hopefully during the week. So anyway, here's what I promised for uh, during last week's episode. And this is a question from May 12, I think it is. I, I hope I'm doing your name justice and not mispronouncing it too badly. Um, May 12, but... Uh, Here's what um, he or she began by at least apologizing for the English, which you never have to do. I guess this is a second language. So he says, I can't decide on the right composition of a picture. When I focus on a subject, I feel confused on how to take the right position. That's my big problem. What should I do? So that's the question. And thank you so much, May 12, for sending in that question. And I, I, I like this question, and as I, as I was saying in last weekend's uh, episode, because I've been hearing so many people ask about composition and, and, and listing that as one of the things you're just still struggling with. And I thought this was a, an interesting question because it, it gives us one way to talk about how you might approach composition and creativity in a way that is a little more efficient and and gives you something that is, um, you know, breaks you out of the rut, which it sounds like you might be in. So one of the things I like about uh, May 12's question is he says, um, he or she says, when I focus on an object, I feel confused. And and the reason I like that statement is it 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 says he's doing one of the things right. And he says, when I focus on an object, because if you are having trouble with composition, one of the first things you, I, I want I generally want to make sure you're doing is you have stopped and identified one singular clear subject. And it's one of those things that it's it's simple. Every we all sort of know intuitively or intellectually we should be doing this. Yet nine times out of ten, when someone says, "I don't like the composition of this photograph," what can you help me? What's wrong with it? We'll look at it and go, "Well, what's the subject?" And, and then the awkward pause follows. And we know we should be doing it, but it's one of those things that it, it takes a deliberate focus and effort to make sure you found that one thing in the frame that's going to be most important. And then you make all the other decisions based around that. So I'm glad to hear that you found that one thing and you focused on the subject, right? And so all the work now is to use composition to make it look interesting. So, I, you know, I, I, I'm going to... T- take his take the question and there's another part of it says i feel confused about how to take the right position and for me i interpret that as saying i'm not even sure where i should be standing when i when i when i shoot this image so let's sort of talk about that right so when you're shooting your your object or your subject or whatever that is one of the so the first thing you want to do is get the obvious photos out of the way 
Now, whenever you see whatever it is that you think is interesting enough that you're drawn to it, that you decide you want to photograph this object, subject, whatever this thing is, something about it drew, drew, drew you there, right? The artist in you saw something that you thought was worth capturing. And so you go over there and you start to shoot that, what, photograph whatever that is, the way you saw it originally. And so it's the obvious one that you're going to walk up to, you know, the side of the waterfall and point the camera at the waterfall and depress the shutter or, or whatever it is, right? And, and so, fine, shoot that one and get that out of the way. And be, because you, you, you'll need that shot. This is context. This is establishing shot. This is, this is where I was. This is, you know, what drew you there. Good. Get that out of the way. Take that photograph. Now, the problem most of us have is after we've done that, we move on to looking for the next shot rather than staying there and working on it some more. And, and I always joke that we all have ADD because we, you know, we're still running around looking for the next great shot rather than saying, what can I do to do this shot to make it the great one? So get the obvious one out of the way, but stay there. Don't go anywhere yet. Because we're going to take some time and work on this. Now, the next thing you want to do is move the camera away from eye level. Now, th this is another one of the ones we hear a lot, but, but a lot of, of us, we don't stop to do it. And when I say move it from eye level, whenever you walk up and see something that looks interesting, the way we all see it when we are standing and looking at it, wherever you are and sort of a, the typical human somewhere between four and you know four and six feet ish wherever you happen to be in that range when you stop and look at it this is how most of us see and remember whatever it is and this is the way we expect to see it and you'll find that your photography will get better if you move the camera out of the range of what where people expect to see things or where we're used to seeing things Right. So this is why we get the camera out of eye level so that we can get a viewpoint that's unexpected. That's a little different than the average person would have seen if when they walked up to the side of the, the Lincoln Monument or the Eiffel Tower or or you know, wherever you happen to be on the globe. OK, so move the camera away from eye level. And, and so the way they explain it in most uh, you know photography programs as you go bird's eye view which is way above um if you can get and stand on something and look down on a on a viewpoint that's higher than people would normally be seeing it or you get worm's eye view which you which is where you get down very low and look up at it now that by itself will give you a, 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 an unexpected enough view that it might look interesting Okay, so get the camera out of eye level. And then after that, I look for the unexpected viewpoints. And this is sort of taking this just to another step. Meaning if, let's say you're photographing a flower that's about, you know, two feet off of the ground, and most people would walk up and look down at it, an unexpected viewpoint is to look, go down and look up at it. Right. Or if you're looking at something where everyone looks at it facing in one direction, you walk around to the other side behind it and photograph from that location. But anything that's out of the of the ordinary or where someone would not typically expect to see this, go for the unexpected. OK, so that's down or up. That's front back. Does wherever they, they don't expect to see it, shoot that.
And then after that, you then you want to begin shooting all the way around more angles than um, you feel comfortable shooting again, because we want to shoot one or two and move on. So you're going to do 360 degrees around whatever this thing is down below it, up above it, all the way around. OK, and then you, you're going to try and get some extreme angles, like way extreme, like the camera actually on the ground looking up the camera way to the side, way up top, just really extreme. Look for the extremes now. And because in the extremes is where you begin to really find your creativity. After that, begin to deconstruct the subject or object or whatever it is, may you tell. Um, and by that, I look for begin looking at the shapes and colors. What where what kind of geometric shapes do you see in it, or between it and the background, or 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 between like the the if it, you're looking up at the sky and the side of a building, the shapes in the building, and then the shapes that you get as you sort of look at reverse from the sky, just all these things. You know what? Where are the shapes? And where are the colors? You know, so think of colors too, um, and and follow the you know bright colors, contrasting colors, complementary colors, um, colors that are the same. Um, you know, monotone. Just all, just look for for colors that draw the eye, and and then go photograph, focusing on that. Look for the light and shadows. Where are the light and shadows? And, and and maybe you go there and focus on that. Look for the patterns, repeating patterns. And, and then in, in particular, anything that breaks a repeating pattern, focus on that. Go where that is. And then the other then the last thing I'm going to say is after you've done all those things, then you can, you can begin to break um break the frame and and by that i mean while it's um you might think of when you're shooting including the entire subject or object in the frame what you might do then is start to cut into it and only show us part of it two-thirds of it one-third of it enough of uh, enough of it so that we can see what it is and not enough of it so that we can wonder what else is there or what else is missing. Or if we know what's missing, we can sort of imagine and fill it in. So let's um, let's say I'm shooting a piece of toast. I'm just pulling this out of nowhere, of course, because who shoots a piece of toast, right? Or maybe. So let's say I'm shooting a, a piece of toast. I can put I can do all that stuff with a piece of toast. And, and then I can say, you know what? Now I'm going to just photograph a corner of the toast. And so when we see the toast, we know it's toast. And then, but we only see a corner of it. And that might make it, you know, a little more interesting. Anyway, so then you you break in. And, and remember, through all of this, you're always keeping the clear subject. Now, the last thing I'm going to leave you with is, you know, if you're still doing all this stuff and, and it's still not working for you, then you want to make sure that then you want to begin to make sure you can, you're simplifying enough. And by simplifying, I mean, start to exclude things in the frame, exclude and exclude and exclude, move around or go in tighter or closer so that the only thing left in the frame are the things that are 
absolute that absolutely have to be there because if this is going on it usually means there is a if you have a clear subject and if you're doing all this stuff and it's still not still not working for you it's likely there's something else in there that's distracting and so the work then begins to simplify and move things out of the way until you have just um, your subject just from that that special angle or location you found and nothing else because once you do that then I guarantee as they say down in Louisiana where I grew up I guarantee that you will find something interesting and so now the challenge for you May 12 and everyone else listening who is also thinking about how you improve your composition is to find a subject and go through these steps, sort of a project, like a drill. And I'm going to have this as a checklist on, on, the, um, on, the sh- on the page for this episode, for this Ask Lynn episode. And so you'll go through the checklist and you do this and photograph all of them. And then you tell me what you find at the end, because somewhere in there, you have got to have found an image or an angle or something that will inspire you with really great and creative composition. All right? I hope that helps. If you have a question, you can send it to me by going to shutterbuglife.com forward slash You There's a form there. You fill it out with your question, or I think this would be really cool. I have a voicemail, and you can call there and leave your question by voicemail, and I, I'll play it before I do the question and answer, and you'll go straight to the front of the line if you do that. All right? So that's it for this Ask Lynn episode. Send me some more questions. Love to answer them. I have a few more that I need to get to anyway. And then uh, we'll begin the week again with our next episode, number 24, I believe, of the Shutterbug Life podcast. But until then, keep on shooting and good luck and take care. (laughs) 